But today I wanted to talk about <clears throat> emotional hygiene, how often you practice it. A lot of us are pretty quick, hopefully, right? Cleansing our bodies, being clean on ourselves, brushing our teeth, most, which is okay, right? A lot of us find a ritual in that. We feel more comfortable when we smell good. Our teeth feel fresh. Got our deodorant on. BOD, you know, it's all that that good stuff, which is, this is, hey, great. But with this obsession over the body, most of us are, think about how often you practice emotional hygiene. Everything in life is in your mind. Your human experience, this play that we appear to be a part of as we inhabit a body, appear to animate it with our mind, and eventually place it aside, is 100% fully dependent on your mindset based on what's in your mind. Understanding this truth, even if it sounds like madness at first, even if you feel like you're a nut job for even considering it, but being open to it, not understanding it, of course, <laughs> for most of us, if it's the first time I've been introduced to it, not forcing yourself to accept it, not drilling it into your mind, but just at least being open will underscore the incredible importance, at least when you're considering it. Like, could it be all these really people appear to be really happy? peaceful, relaxed, worldly folks. But then when you look at enlightened beings and when they teach again and again and again that your world is your mind, as within, so without, these ancient talismans of wisdom, when you understand and begin to, even at the slightest level, begin to know just a little bit that your life is your mind, your life proceeds according to your mindset. The world is reflected back to you through the illusion of your body, the illusion of other people, the illusion of separation, every experience. It's just your mind being reflected back to you. That's it. You begin to get why practicing emotional hygiene is the Let me think of the word. The step. That's it. That's it. Because once you have your mind cleansed, I think of a piece of scripture. Remember, I used to listen to Bob Proctor CDs. And he mentioned the Apostle Paul, St. Paul saying, be transformed by the renewal of your mind. You transform yourself. You transform your life. Anything that's going on in your life, anything that's happening, any area where you may feel depressed or trapped or imprisoned or angry or guilty. Guilt is a big one. Grief stricken. All of these are simply nothing more than states of your mind. If in your body you think you're really sick, it is a state of your mind. It's happening in your mind and it's projected into the body 
and you get to see where you're at with your mind when you experience body stuff, when you experience money stuff, and when you experience family stuff, and when you experience romantic stuff, dating stuff, marriage stuff. Because a lot of us in our minds, we carry intense fear related to guilt. Grief's there too, but a lot of guilt, feeling bad, that we project onto human bodies, we project onto events, we project onto money, we project onto animals, we project onto husbands, we project onto wives, we project onto dogs that are barking during live videos. That's a joke. I don't really care. They can do that. We could project, we project onto just the world instead of going back into our mind and practicing emotional hygiene, observing your mind as it is. That's ultimately what it is. There are certain practices, rituals, symbolic rituals that could help could you could be resonant with meditating do create yoga these are just ideas guys these are not it these are not emotional hygiene but the ego likes to maybe find certain rituals their ideas ultimate is observing your mind create yoga meditating doesn't matter it's not the doing it's the being it's a decision of, oh, I'm going to start observing what's really going on in my mind. What fears are really there? I'm going to stop suppressing. There's two principles of A Course in Miracles that uh, the, the best teacher out there, really the, the best teacher in heaven, and any of you course students will get that, and get what I'm saying and get a kick out of that. And I'm sure David, actually, I tweeted this out. The best teacher in heaven is David Hoffmeister, and he retweeted it, and I'm sure he got a kick out of it. He's in his body, so, but he'll say when he get deeper into the course, but he, and of course, Jesus, and of course, in miracles, one of the core ideas is no private thoughts and no people pleasing. These are two core ideas. So you, when you practice emotional hygiene, you do not bury, repress, fight, resist. Thoughts in your mind, you get them out there, you release them, no private thoughts, you don't keep it private. So that's one form of emotional hygiene. And you have to ask yourself, how often do I keep private thoughts hidden? Because I'm embarrassed. I'm ashamed. I don't want to look weak. I don't want to look crazy. These are a few of the reasons that the ego fear based total illusions that appear to scare people into not sharing their private thoughts, getting it off their mind. Because the quality of your life improves sometimes very dramatically, very quickly, sometimes. But they, it always improves when you let go the private thoughts that you're afraid to let go. Because literally, since everything's in mind, it's this renewal. The Apostle Paul, I don't know if I mentioned that before, be transformed by the renewal of your mind. Your life will begin to transform your experience because you're renewing your mind. And it's the idea of emotional hygiene. How often do you practice it? Cleansing, no private thoughts. And the other step, the other fundamental of A Course in Miracles is no people pleasing. Wow, much of the world is based on people pleasing. I just wanna make this person happy. I don't wanna make them upset. I feel guilty around them. I just don't wanna make life bad for them. I don't wanna be a burden. I don't wanna be a burden. I don't wanna be a problem. Well, how about if you step into practicing emotional hygiene 
and you don't do things to make someone happy because you can't do it anyway because they're the ones who decide whether to be happy or not. It's another level of insanity that you will become aware of when you practice emotional hygiene, mental hygiene, emotional hygiene, cleansing your thoughts in a way. But really, it's a mind cleansing. It's going within, going deeper and deeper into your mind, taking it back within, deeper into your mind, and observing what's really happening with your thoughts and feelings, with your emotions, what's really there. How often do you do this? Do you meditate once, let's say, tried it for five minutes, and then you're like, oh, I can't do this. My thoughts just run away with me, appear to run away with me. They run away from me. It's just, I feel like I'm going crazy. And then you stop meditating and you don't practice emotional hygiene until the next month. Month down the road, you're just fed up. You're sick of feeling depressed and angry and upset. Job is just really stressful. Family, kids, it's just too much. And you'll try meditating, meditating, or maybe meditating. Second coffee kick came in. Meditating again for another session. And then after three minutes this time, you're like, I just feel like I'm going nuts. Now, when you're sitting down to practice emotional hygiene, through just the symbol of meditation. Let's say you're focusing on the breath, pulling in and out of your nose, you're concentrating on that. And then you begin to become aware of these things of your mind, but these things that are just thoughts and feelings in your mind. But let's just say you're just aware of your mind because that's all that's happening. This is emotional hygiene. The racing thoughts are this energy waves that are thoughts and feelings. They're emotions. When you feel like you're going crazy, I feel like I'm going crazy is an ego projection of the emotion of whatever you link to or relate with craziness. It's just an emotion in your mind. If you run away from an emotion in your mind and fear, I can't do this. I feel like I'm going crazy. That's okay. Except it's totally okay. You have every right to do that. You stepped away from practicing emotional hygiene and it's going to get kind of stanky up there. Don't wash our body regularly on a worldly level. You know, it's all an illusion, but you're going to start stinking. It is what it is. If you don't practice emotional hygiene and you're not sitting and observing your thoughts and being with them and facing fears and feeling fears and letting them go and feeling guilt and feeling grief and crying and maybe letting out rage, screaming into a pillow, whatever it is then the mind starts to quote unquote stink and it stinks through the mental illness of projection, which is the ego's way of trying to be not just relevant, but to exist. And it's an illusion anyway. And it says, it's not the fear in my mind. It's something in my body. It's not the fear in my mind. It's the governor. It's not the fear in my mind. It's this politician. It's not the fear in my mind. It's this party. So it takes the fear in the mind and it projects it and it says, it's your fault. It's definitely not this. And that is the cause of insanity. Forget stinking thinking. I know you've heard of that, but it just starts to reek up there. And, and the, the reeking, the stinking, the filth, quote unquote, in the mind, it's projection. And guilt's going to be one of the biggest projections, feeling bad about it all. I feel bad about it all. However, when you practice emotional hygiene daily and more than daily, on and off throughout the day, regularly throughout the day, 
It might start with five minutes of meditating in the morning, which is fine, but then something's going to happen when you're committing to this observation of your mind and practicing this emotional hygiene for five minutes or 10 minutes every morning, you will become more aware of your mind. And as you become more aware of your mind, all those thoughts and feelings and fears and guilt and grief and all these energies, perhaps rage, they begin to well up. It appears in your being, but really just well up in your mind because you're no longer suppressing them. You're no longer keeping those private thoughts in. You're no longer people-pleasing. And no private thoughts and no people-pleasing is not a license to unload on people. It is the act of becoming aware of the fears in your mind and feeling them out and releasing them out with thoughts and we could say words, crying, the feelings, the emotions that are there. So it's more about going to hold these private thoughts, what I'm afraid about, and I'm not going to do something just to please someone just because I feel like it'll upset them or I feel guilty. So I don't want to do this and make, and, and be even more of a burden or all these, you know, insane beliefs that most all of us, well, let's say virtually all of us pick up as we grow up, you know, through the ego, but maybe folks that weren't as aware, parents, mom, dad, sisters, brothers, teachers, nuns at school, I had some very bizarre beliefs concerning life projected onto me through the ego via some nuns. No worries. Back in the 80s, this is now, especially when you're getting into kindergarten, first grade, second grade, it's formative years. And I remember some of the things they said. This is 40-something years ago. A little different than things are today, back in the early 80s in uh, Catholic school. Fairly strict. No, grammar school especially. So it is what it is. You know, now I become more aware of this stuff in my mind. But when you pick up these beliefs, you obviously have to unload them and you do it by practicing emotional hygiene, sitting with your mind and being aware of what's there. When things when things in your mind are triggered, when someone cuts you off and you give someone the finger, you scream at them, <clears throat> curse them out. That's fear, manifest as rage. Then after you might feel guilty. I was thinking about an event in my life when I was a high school basketball fan, and this came up recently during a meditation, where I had a lot of pent-up rage and grief from my childhood, but a lot of pent-up rage, and I built my body up to be really big and strong as facade. You know, maybe I would not be hurt again if I really made my body strong and I scared people a lot and just very big and muscular. So remember one game was a high school basketball game. And I supported this one team and I would just get so into it. And again, it was my mind at the time. I'm just like, whatever, love hoops. I want to tell them. I remember this one girl behind it just screaming the whole game in this highest, highest pitch scream. Oh, I got a cat here. And I just remember turning to her and this is some, this is stuff that comes up. And she was screaming, screaming for three quarters. And finally in the fourth quarter, I just turned around and I yelled at her. almost screamed at her, but yelled at the top of my lungs. Shut the F up. Booming. Right right in her face. I mean, loud. Big and this. And I felt so ashamed and embarrassed and afraid after that. It was just one of the most unpleasant experiences of my life. Apologized. Sorry right after. But even after you apologize, I felt so guilty and ashamed and embarrassed. 
And this was stuff that obviously had happened earlier in my life. But even though I cleared some of it then and I thought about it over the years, one of the other days I'm realizing I'm sitting there, that's still there. So emotional hygiene helps me clear out some of the fear, the guilt, feeling guilty from that event from 25 years ago. Doesn't matter if it's 25 years ago. I mean, everything's in the present, in the moment. But these are the type of practices that I was still walking around making decisions with that fear and that guilt and that shame and embarrassment in my mind. The emotional hygiene cleanses it, cleanses the mind so I could feel it, even though it feels really crappy, and release it. And I make more decisions from love and truth and reality and oneness and health and clarity, which feels better and better. But I had to actually get down and dig deep into my mind and unwind that stuff. I was wound up with it, held on to it, because the person I was, quote unquote, the mind I was before that, was making decisions partially with that fear guiding my decision-making ability and that embarrassment and that grief and that guilt. And this is one of the reasons why so many entrepreneurs struggle. A lot of bloggers, a lot of entrepreneurs, they don't practice the emotional hygiene and they make all these harebrained, boneheaded decisions based in fear because even though they say they want to succeed, they have so much shame and embarrassment that they self-sabotage and they ensure that even if they work hard, that they don't gain the exposure. They don't gain the credibility. They make all these silly mistakes because gaining exposure, gaining credibility would give them more worldly success, but they'd be seen by more people. And inevitably what happens is when you're seen by more people, there's going to be a few that lack clarity that will trigger your shame and they'll trigger your embarrassment. They'll criticize you. They'll try to take you out. They'll write bad reviews on your stuff. And then a bunch of people agree with them. And then you get to see where you're at with that. And a lot of people would rather not face that. So I could say subconsciously, but in the mind, blogging-wise and life-wise too, they're like, oh, I'm not going there. And they know a practicing, we all know, when we get into it, when we observe our minds diligently every day and more and more each day, and we step into that energy, we all know what's going to be there. It's going to be a lot of different emotions, but there's going to be fear and guilt. <clears throat> this the shame is just such a low energy. It feels like trying to run up a mountain with, uh, we're here in this horse farm, you know, a couple of horses called horse farm, but one of the horses is 1300 pounds. It feels like trying to run up a mountain, a tent, let's say Mount Everest with one of the horses at 1300 pounds in the back with her on my back, with Layla on my back. That's what it feels like. It feels impossible. You can't move forward. You can't be happy when there's that shame in your mind. It's such a heavy, heavy, I mean, it's a, there's a guilt component. You feel ashamed. You feel guilty. But you have to face it in your mind by practicing this emotional hygiene regularly, not meditating or observing your mind today and then waiting another three months and like, oh, I got to get around to that because you will make decisions with that fear guiding your decisions and more clearly the guilt and the shame fueling your decisions. Now, where do you think very shameful, embarrassed, guilt-ridden decisions are going to take you in life? not to a good place because in your mind if you feel that you'll project it you'll make decisions with that in mind you'll play small you'll hide away you'll appear to have perhaps more health problems a lot of people and they don't have health problems they're illusions but a lot of people just project that guilt and that shame and that embarrassment 
And even people, even though people are totally fine because everything's in the mind, the body's an illusion, they just create and lend such a strong reality. And I've definitely been there at times in my life where I'm thinking, oh, this is it. Oh, oh, this is that. This could happen. That could happen. You know, a lot of fear there, but I see it and more and more people are just seeing, and I saw it in the past more and more, and now I'm more aware of it now, that everything's just a projection of the mind. This isn't real. The physical world's not real. This is something you learn in A Course in Miracles. That's why I bring it up a lot. ACIM.org. Check it out. Find it on Amazon too, A Course in Miracles. The only reality is spirit. The only reality is love. The only reality is wellness. Oneness and wellness. Fear is an illusion. Separation is an illusion. <clears throat> How can a spirit, ephemeral, infinite spirit, be embarrassed? It can't. That's the ego. That's the realm of the ego. That's the realm of the illusion. That's not real. And these are things you begin to, at a slight level, just like at the tiniest, it peaks through, you begin to understand it. You're like, oh, shoot. Like, it's, it's true. Maybe for a split second at first. Maybe not even a split second in the beginning. You're like, this sounds like a nut job here. The guy who, uh, well, who dictated the book. But the more you cleanse your mind, you observe your thoughts, and that's what it is. Instead of just reacting wildly and then going on with your day and thinking that someone's an absolute animal or a jerk who cut you off or the nasty customer service representative. Or if you got nasty with someone, <clears throat> I'm getting nasty, someone getting nasty with you, and then getting angry with them. This idea of emotional hygiene and, and practicing it, think about it, this cleansing of the mind, it's not pushing it out of your mind because there was fear there and rage and then embarrassment after and shame. It becomes, oh, what am I working with here? Why did the fear come up? Why did the shame come up? Why did the embarrassment come up in my mind? And not only sitting with those emotions, but digging down deeper. Because again, one of the lines in the course, one of the lessons, I'm never upset for the reason I think. Below the anger at the customer service representative, when they got snippy with you, is guilt, a fear of loss, the belief that you're being embarrassed or ashamed, the belief that you're less than, and then you get down to it and you take it back into the mind. You always take it back into the mind. When you start ferreting out these emotions, these fears, this guilt, and feeling it, even though it feels crappy in your mind to feel these emotions and to feel terror and some of these, whatever, these intense fear-based and they're illusory, but they're still there. It feels intense to feel them, but it actually feels quite liberating when you let them go because they're not in your mind anymore that level of emotion, that emotion that you felt and like, oh, that fear. And when it's not in your mind anymore, you're going to see more clearly. You're going to practice emotional hygiene more regularly. And then you'll make this gradual migration from fear towards love, from illusion towards reality, from falsities towards truth. And it's that type of migration that we all make in mind that brings us not only the greatest quality of life, but cultivate peace of mind, be feeling much more abundant, much healthier. But you have to do it and have to do it routinely because if you don't and you suppress, then 
Even though things aren't getting worse, and that's still an illusion, things feel worse. You got to step into it, guys. And I mean, Kelly and I, we just made a lifelong commitment a long time ago to doing this, and especially the course. I mean, over the past six months, really, it started when we moved from New Jersey. We decided to come full-time digital nomads, letting go of the home, letting go, you know, we had the car and a few physical possessions. We went deeper and deeper into cleansing our minds, meditating, Kriya Yoga. But ultimately, it's just an awareness. It's sitting with these feelings. But you have to ask yourself, how often do you do it? If you don't shower a lot, start smelling. If you don't brush your teeth, you're going to start rotting. And again, this is on a worldly level, but because technically it's all an illusion. But if you don't cleanse your mind, you're going to make be making these decisions from fear and guilt. And if you make a decision because you feel guilty, there's not going to be happiness there. If you make a decision to avoid fear or not leave your comfort zone, I just want to stay comfortable. I'm scared. I can't go there. You're still just bundling and winding up that fear in your mind. You're making these decisions from fear. Where do you think you're going to lead? They're going to lead you. You're making the choice in your mind. But the more you run away from fear back to your comfort zone, progressively over the long haul, life will get more unpleasant. It'll feel worse. It'll be more depressing, not because life is that way, but because you continue to project the fear on the world that's in your mind and the guilt and making decisions from that fear and guilt that lead to pretty crappy outcomes and depression rather than facing the fear head on and the guilt head on, feeling it, clearing it more and more often, practicing that emotional hygiene every day, not just meditating once for a couple minutes and saying, oh, I can't handle it. It's not for me. Or I sat with my thoughts. It was too intense. And this is going to be slow and steady, guys. This is why you have to do it daily. Just like washing yourself, taking showers on a daily basis, brushing your teeth on a daily basis. Well, your mind, you want to cleanse your mind on a daily basis because we've all acquired a lot of fear, a lot of guilt, maybe. And this is how we face it, feel it, and release it. And Come more from an energy of peace and calm and harmony and health and wellness. And we're all this, this, these, this being that's just happy by default. We're all this person in our mind. This whole practice of emotional hygiene is just unwinding the fear, the ego, the illusion that we're not that. So as far as healing, it's not healing yourself. That's absolutely not the way to look at it. And it's not true. You don't heal yourself. You are being healed by the Holy Spirit, by Jesus. You're naturally that. You're naturally strong, healthy, prospering, peaceful. That's your natural state. But when we grow up in the mind, most of us are not taught to practice emotional hygiene. We have some intense experiences in the mind. Then we bury the filth, fear, and guilt, and grief. And we start winding up the mind with these insane concepts. Because you're only a spirit. That's all you are, which is infinite love, and it's ephemeral and light, and that's all you are. You're light. You're not this. This is an illusion. The puppet, the mannequin, whatever you want to call it. The mind animates it. That's true. It sounds, whoa, out there. And then you read the book, you get deeper in your mind. You see these enlightened beings have done all these things. You know, the ultimate practices of emotional hygiene. Raising the dead, quote unquote, reanimating the puppet, healing the sick, quote unquote bringing that puppet back to its natural organic health and wholeness, doing stuff with their own bodies, <clears throat> read different masters 
to show the power, standing out in the sun for 14 hours and baking, no issues, drinking whole buckets of lime. Some of the Kriya, not a Kriya masters, an autobiography yogi, whole bucket of lime that should poison you, die in seconds, drinking it up and knowing that God's present everywhere. I mean, these are things that these masters of emotional hygiene and these people that do not identify with their body or their ego and they see it's all an illusion, that's the point they reach for you and not reach that point, and that's okay. But when you practice this emotional hygiene early and often, cleanse your mind, can live a life of abundance, prosperity, peace, can enjoy the ride. And yeah, it's going to get bumpy. There's going to be fears to face. But if you do this routinely, guys, every day for at least a little bit, you're going to face some fears in your mind. But as you clear them out, the quality of your life will improve. Guys, I'm going to roll. It's time to get the horses in a little bit. If you enjoyed this podcast or video, Make sure you hit the share button, whatever network it is, share it with your friends. You could spread the word until next time.